Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get Woke. Folks, I am on the Black Voters Matter bus. The blackest bus in America, traveling through the South on our way to Washington, D.C., confronting voter suppression throughout all these states in the South and then culminating in Washington, D.C., where voter suppression has existed for two centuries as Washington, D.C. has been denied its right to become a state. Big hearing on that on yesterday. More on that later. Join us in D.C. if you can. You can see the whole schedule. BlackVotersMatterFund.org slash Freedom Ride and see what's going on as we move throughout the South and see if we'll be in your area, as a matter of fact, and you can spend some time with us. Today is Wednesday, so we'll be in in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina today. And while, I, while I'm at it, let me just share with you all the other cities that we're on the way to. We'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina, Wednesday, that's today, Charleston, West Virginia, oh Lord, Mansion Territory on Thursday, Richmond, Virginia on Friday, and then Washington, D.C. on Saturday. Go to blackvotersmatterfund.org to find out more. We should hear from the founders of Black Voters Matter, and they spoke yesterday at the rally in front of the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church, Cliff Albright and Latasha Brown. More MIP after this message. I am so proud. I am so humbled to bring up to the stage my mentors, the baddest organizers around. See, that's why y'all, I ain't scared about all these bills they passing. They can pass all the bills they want to because we are brilliant with all capital letters. And we know how to organize around all that foolishness because we got in our corner the brilliant, the baddest, the smartest, the most strategic organizers you know, Latasha Brown and 
Cliff Albright. What's going on, Atlanta? What's going on? Well, let me correct that. What's going on, Georgia? What's going on? They already did the black voters in the matter. Let me do this. When I say love, you say power. Love. Love. When I say love, you say power. Love. Love. Before I get started, y'all, I am so glad to be here. So glad to be at this historic site, the sacred ground. But before I get started, I want to do two things. I'm going to do two acknowledgments. First, I want to acknowledge because, you know, a lot of people always get to see Latasha or, or, or sometimes they get to see me. And, uh, uh, but, you know, this is, <laughs> they see me a lot. And then, but there's a lot of other people behind Black Voters Matter, right? So I want to lift up our entire staff. Some of them out there, raise your hands. They do incredible work here in Georgia and throughout all those states that, that Wanda was mentioning. So I want to lift them up. I also want to do a shout out to all of our all of our national partners. You heard some of them talk today already, but I especially want to shout out our friends from Unite Here who have been rolling with us all the way from New Orleans and are going all the way to DC. And they got 20 more buses coming, y'all. 20 more buses coming. And, 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 and the larger picture, in addition to that specific union, we want to shout out our friends from the Labor Council and from Labor all together in Georgia stand up, but we, and all the folks, all, all the folks, because this movement has always been about recognizing that you can't separate black rights and civil rights from, from worker rights, right? And so we want to thank them for, for being with us and riding with us all the way through. Let me just say this, y'all. Y'all know what's going on in this country. Y'all know about the voter suppression that's been sweeping the country, 47 states, or close to 400 bills. And we in Georgia know about it better, perhaps better than any at all because we know what they, they did here in the state of Georgia, right? We know about this crazy voter suppression bill that they passed here in the state of Georgia. And one of the things that, you know, I think it's important that we remind people about because, you know, when we call this the, the freedom ride or when we talk about voter suppression and we call it Jim Crow, you know, people sometimes ask, in fact, somebody asked me yesterday, well, you know, we aren't really quite facing the same kind of danger that they face on the freedom ride, right? Like, people, people aren't dying necessarily for the right to vote. And one of the things we got to keep in mind is this, that people are dying because of voter suppression, right? Like, voter suppression is, that's not a white-collar crime, right? Voter suppression is violent crime, because voter suppression has a violent impact in our communities. If, if you don't know it, just think about this. It's because of voter suppression that we got the governor that we got right now here in the state of Georgia. And because of that governor who stole that seat that he's in, thousands of people have died in this state that didn't need to die because of COVID. Voter suppression is a violent crime. Because of voter suppression, we got the denial of health care. They don't want to expand Medicaid. And so again, every day, every week, every month, thousands of people are sick or die just because of the leadership or the failure of leadership that we got in the governor, in the governor, in the capital, voter suppression is a violent crime. If you don't know it, then you need only look to Florida where just the other day, you know, some of our friends in the LGBT community were attacked by a car doing something that the governor of, of Florida just made basically legal by passing an anti-protest bill that says it's okay for you to drive a car into a crowd of protesters, right? So if we weren't clear about it, we gotta be clear, voter suppression in Florida is a violent crime. If you weren't sure, then you look at the state of Texas, where recently, just a few months ago, people died because of the lack of power, because of the lack of heat, because of the lack of water, because they got a fool running the state of, of, of Texas who shouldn't be there if not for voter suppression, 
voter suppression is a violent crime. And so we have got to ask ourselves, and part of the reason why we did this thing, and we call it the Freedom Ride, and we're going from, from New Orleans all the way through the South, from Atlanta, we're going to South Carolina tomorrow, and North Carolina, and then we're going, we're going to uh, Virginia, and then Virginia, and ultimately we're going to the 10th state on this trip. The, the 10th state is the state of D.C. Because y'all know that the denial of the right to vote to 700,000 black residents of D.C. is perhaps the oldest form of voter suppression. So we're going to D.C. to tell them that we want our voting rights now. Not next year, not next month. We want our voting rights now. That's the demand that we're making when we go to D.C. But we got to be clear that with this Freedom Ride, the part of the reason that we did it isn't just to talk about the voter suppression. We call it the Freedom Ride, and y'all know this is the 60th anniversary of the 1961 Freedom Ride, right? 60 years ago, 13 of those folks, and y'all can turn around and look at the pictures on those buses. 13 of those folks got on a bus and decided that they were going to test the laws of segregation or test whether or not they were going to enforce uh, integrated uh, uh, public accommodations. And we wanted to do this Freedom Ride because we wanted to lift up that history. Because we got a lot of folks confused about our history, right? We got a lot of folks that think once upon a time there was slavery, and, and, and then, you know, then there was Juneteenth, and then, then, then Dr. King gave a speech, and then everything was better, and then we had Barack Obama, right? And they, they leave out a lot of stuff that happened in between. And part of what happened in between was stuff like the Freedom Rides. It was stuff like the lunch counter sit-ins, right? It was all these different movements that let us get to the point where we're at today. But a lot of us don't know that history that's part of the reason why they got this whole foolishness about critical race theory and they don't wanna, they wanna take critical race theory out of schools and we all know there ain't no critical race theory in K through 12 schools, but what they're really saying is they don't wanna teach that history in the schools. Cause if we know that history, then what might we do? And that's why we're doing this Freedom Ride so that we can know that history because you can't learn that history. You can't, we were in Nashville just the other day y'all and, and back in 61, after there was the, the beatings in Birmingham, and after the bus was blown up outside of Birmingham and, and Aniston, and a lot of people all around the country were looking at these images and they were saying, my, oh my, that's horrible. Oh my God, I can't believe that's happening. There were some folks in Nashville that looked at a burning bus, and instead of running in the other direction, they said, I wanna go there. I'm gonna go finish that freedom ride. They looked at the burning bus and the violence and said, that's where I wanna go. I'm gonna answer the call. And so we did this freedom ride because we wanna remind folks of that history and teach people that history and let people hear from real life freedom riders because there is no way for you to hear that history. No way to hear how they answer that call without asking the question of yourself, how am I going to answer the call today? What is my role going to be in today's voting rights movement or in today's civil rights movement? You can't hear that history and decide to just sit back. And so that's why we wanted to do this Freedom Ride because we need everybody here and I'm asking you, I'm challenging you. We need everybody here to answer the call as we make this Freedom Ride, as we make this demand for our voting rights, we need everybody here to get involved. There is a role for everybody to play. You can pick up a phone. In fact, you can pick up your phone right now and make a phone call. You can send a text. Pick up your phone and send a text, say Freedom Ride to 797979 so that you can get connected and you can find out more. We'll give you every tool that you need.
it's not just us. We got partners that got all kinds of tools so that everybody can get involved. But there is a role for everybody to play in this movement. That's why we say everybody's a freedom rider. Everybody can send a text, make a phone call, show up at an event, show up at an action, show up at the Capitol, make a picture, draw a picture, cook some food. Everybody's got a role to play in this movement. Don't look at the other person and ask them what you gonna do. Don't look at somebody else and say, ooh, that's a doggone shame. Don't look at Black Voters Matter and say, ooh, I hope they're successful on the way to D.C. You got to answer the call. And that's why we are here today, y'all. So I need everybody, if you believe that we deserve voting rights, if you believe that we deserve that we have the power to make true, to make manifest the promise of Juneteenth. Because what I'm going to tell you, this is what we ain't going to do, y'all. On the anniversary of Juneteenth, on the celebration of Juneteenth, what we ain't going to do is watch these folks vote for a bill that gives us a holiday at the same time they're voting to deny us the voting rights that we thought we was going to get when that holiday first came. That's not. That's what we ain't fitting to do today. We ain't fitting to just, just have a Juneteenth and then act like we done made it to the promised land. We ain't fitting to do that. That's what we ain't fitting to do today. So what we're about to do is we're about to show them when we celebrate Juneteenth, it's because we are demanding and we are going to take the voting rights and the civil rights and the human rights that should have been ours 400 years ago. That's what we're going to do today. Now, there may come a day where in Atlanta, when the heart of the civil rights movement, when the place where Dr. Martin Luther King preached, there may come a day where we turn our backs on that history. But I'm going to tell you something. Today is not that day. There may come a day when we decide that we're willing to take second-class citizenship. But I'm here to tell you, today is not that day. There may come a day where we like the courage that the Freedom Riders and all those who fought for us showed from Denmark to Harriet to Sojourner to Fannie Lou. There may be a day when we let them down. But I'm here to tell you, today is not that day. So I need all y'all to put a fist up. And I need you to say, I am a freedom rider. I am a freedom rider. I am a freedom rider. I love y'all. That's my brother right there. More MIP after this message. What up, y'all? It's Torre, author of I Would Die For You, Why Prince Became an Icon. And in just a few weeks, we're going to drop an epic eight-episode podcast about Prince called Who Was Prince, where we talk to his girlfriends, his musicians, his engineers, his managers, all sorts of people who were close to him to find out who he really was. Who was Prince? Find out on June 21st. In the meantime, follow Who Was Prince wherever fine podcasts are streamed. You know what I want us to do? I want us in the spirit on today, 1964. There were three young men that were murdered on this day. Cheney, Goodman, and Swern. And what they were murdered for is they had been organizing in the Delta region of the Mississippi, right, to register folks to vote. And these young men lost their lives. And so I also want us to recognize that the work we got to do, but we always got to leave space for the sacred and to really acknowledge, right, that is a continuation of what's building on this movement. So I just want to take a couple of minutes for us to sit in it and just a couple of seconds 
to give honor to those who left. Well, the first thing I did right was the day I started to fight. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize and hold on, hold on. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me around. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to freedom's land. Ain't gonna let racism. Don't let it. Don't let it. Sing it like you mean. Ain't gonna let racism. I'm gonna keep on walking. Yeah. Yeah. Marching up to freedom's land. I wanted to sing those songs because I want us to remember who we are, y'all. I want us to remember at a time where we didn't have a lot of resources. We didn't really have politics. What we were able to accomplish because we stood in the fullness of our power and based on our faith. And here we are right now in a space that we can't even make no excuses, right? There is not, our freedom is not negotiable. And white, black, we're, we're literally not going to stand in a space that we're going to have an argument about whether black folk can have free and open access to the ballot. Oh, no, we're not having that conversation. We'll shut it all down before we had that conversation. And so what I'm going to ask us to do is I want all of you all, it's in the spirit, yes, it's a rally, and we want to be pumped up, and we want to get it moved, but you know what usually happens at this rally? Y'all know what it usually happens, right? We get excited, we come to the rally, we say, ooh, that was a good speech. And I saw such and such, and I had that good old slutty vegan burger right over there. It was real good, right? And then at the end of the day, that we go back to our jobs, we go back to our spaces, and we don't do the work. We're going to be honest. We've all done it. I've done it. We've all done it. And so what I want us to do just in this moment, wherever you are, I want you just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to hear with your heart a question I'll always ask no matter where I am. So if you would just close your eyes wherever you are, get centered, and I want you to listen to this question I'm going to ask you. What would America look like without racism? What would this nation look like without racism? Now open your eyes. That question right there, that is the question, right? Because there's nothing that has ever been brought into being in the physical world that wasn't envisioned. And my people, oftentimes, we are not, we're not just in our work where we're responding to somebody else's vision. Hell, their vision was so limited, they couldn't even see the humanity of our people, right? And so, yeah, they were the founders of America, but we're going to be founders. You need to think to yourself, we're founders of a new nation. Right? We're going to be founders of a nation that says we're going to have a healthcare system that the whole purpose is not about exploiting us and making money, but actually it's based on healing and wellness. We're going to have a political system that recognizes that every single human being has agency and has the right to participate in a process that is going to govern them. We're going to have a system that does not base the whole system to incarcerate folks based and then create poverty and to exploit that and to keep them there. We're going to create a system that we ain't talking about the police because defund the police. Yes, I said it. Right? We're going to 
all I saw looked a little bit like this. I saw white folks and black folks and Latin, Latinx folks, indigenous folks and gay folks and straight folks and religious folks and atheists. That's the world that I saw. And every single one of them, their humanity was respected. So let me tell y'all, even though we're doing this work around voting, like sometimes we get confused. Sometimes folks think that, oh, we're doing this for democracy. No, we're not doing this for democracy, y'all. Democracy ain't the end goal. We're doing this for the love of humanity. To the extent that democracy allows us to stand in a space that we're going to reclaim for the love of humanity. Because what would the world look like if every single system was based on the love of humanity? How would we treat each other? What would the workday look like? What would the system look like? What would the government look like? And so the vision that we have, y'all, the vision we have is that I see an America. I see a nation. I see a world where human life is valued and respected and honored and that every single thing that we create is in service for the love of humanity. Can you see it? Do you feel it? Can you imagine it? Will you fight for it? Will you fight for it? So my brothers and sisters, thank you all for coming out. What I'm going to ask you all to do is to follow us. If you can't join us on the Freedom Ride, next Saturday we'll be in D.C. on the 26th. You can come and join us. Come on, y'all. Get on the Freedom Train. Get on the Freedom Train. We'll be in D.C., but you can also join us virtually. Like, I'm really, every single one of you, like, you all have a light in you. That all of us, if we actually just put our light in motion, do you not believe I'm standing here as a black woman from the deep south, right, that folks didn't even believe in my humanity. Yet here we stand. We got the audacity to be flexing in these streets with a big old black fancy bus, right? Because our people believed, right? We were able to flip this state, not because it was for the Democratic Party. It was for us because we believed. We were able to move ourselves out of slavery and create our own celebration called Juneteenth. We ain't wait to no Senate give a false kind of belief around it. We've been celebrating it for 150 years. Because we believe, y'all, if you don't remember nothing else I said, like I, it ain't about the excitement or whatever, if you don't believe anything else I said, if you can believe, and my brother says this all the time, do you really believe we can be free? I need you to sit with it. Because some of y'all don't believe, right? Because you wouldn't accept what is happening right now. Do you believe that we shall be free? Do you believe that we shall be free? Then we got work to do, family. We got to do, we have work to do. When I say black voters, you say matter. Black voters, black voters, black voters. Peace and blessings, family. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.